West brought a lot of dead people back to life. And not one of them showed any appreciation. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. My name is Malachi J. Matthews and I am joined, as always, by Hollywood Fletch and Magic Mark. Hollywood Fletch. Hi. You tired little pigeon. I don't know why pigeon. We stayed up late watching this film that we're talking about today and Blues Brothers 2000. Total waste of time. It was really good. It wasn't really good, Fletch. I really enjoyed it. Magic Mark. It's very, very warm. And because where my office is, where I record, is on the wrong side of the house, I've actually had to close the curtains because otherwise I wouldn't be able to see because the sun was in my eyes. So I'm in a hot box and I'm in a bit of a grump. Uh, well, hot box. There's nothing like a bit of a hot box. Not that kind of hot box. I'm a good uh, boy. We're up early recording this one early. Yeah. It's nice. I haven't drunk two pints of coffee. Fletch looks like he should have drunn two pints of coffee. Silly boy. It yeah. helps. I've already had a fizzy vimto. Oh, a fizzy vimto. Mm. Yeah. I do love a fizzy vimto. Have you been up to anything this week, Mark? Because you weren't here last week on the show. I was, but you <laughs> turned me down. I've got a bone to pick with you. I sat there for an hour and a half ranting about how bad that awful, awful film was. You, you, you just switched me on for like 20 seconds here, 20 seconds there. And I, I thought that when I listened in, I was like, what the fucking hell? This isn't what I recorded. Well, I'm sorry. It's, uh, that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles, Mark, I'm afraid. That's why how it came out in the edit. It's just... <laughs> who, right, now we haven't got a TAC Academy. Who edits these things? Who, who's doing this, Fletch? Where do they come from? They just, do they just come to you in a dream, the episodes? <laughs> they just come through a haunted Dropbox. We just get an, e- an email that goes, bing! Yeah. So, oh, right, and what the fuck happened at the end of last episode? What was going on with you, Malachi J. Matthews? I, I just blacked out. I, so you're not the only person that said that. They listened back to it, and I can't remember any of that happening. That was very scary. We, look, we did an action film last week, sports action. You know we love a bit of sports action. But today, there's one other thing we love here on Tack Club, and that is a classic 80s horror film. Fletcher, what did we do this week on Super Tap Film Club? We did H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator. H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator. 1985, directed by Stuart Gordon, no less. So it's got Barbara Crampton in it. Stop it. Is she it's a power not... milf or a, 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 a furious milf? What's, she, what's your favourite type of milf? Well, you, this is this is more Fletcher's area. Fletcher's a big fan of Barbara, of Babs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is she a powerful milf? Is she, what's, what does she look like now, for example? She looks exactly the same. But that, that is a powerful milf then, isn't it? Well, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Babs is Babs. You get to see a Babs quite, quite a bit in this film. You do get to see her babs. And I have to admit, even for me, I was like, fucking hell, that's a nice rack, that. It is, yeah. She's got a good rack. She's got quality boobs, that, that Barbara Crampton. you got Coombs in there, Jeffrey Coombs. She's also already in the Tap River. She is already in the Tap River because she got stuck in a mall last year, didn't she? Yes. Overnight. Chopping mall. Laser robots in the hall. I mean, she's no... No stranger to fear, to horror. Jeffrey Coombs, as well, in this film, is absolutely fucking amazing in this film. Plays Herbert West. And you've got David Gale as the evil Dr. Hill. So, regarding this film, right, did I dream it? 
Or was it one of the video nasties? Because I did look it up and it doesn't look like it was. I vaguely remember something being cut or something being controversial like it being a video nasty. But I couldn't find nothing when I had a little looky look online. Is it the head scene that it was maybe a little bit much for 1985? Yeah, maybe they cut the bit with the head. That rings a bell. But I could have sworn it was a classic video nasty. And it wasn't. No. Had you seen this one before, Mark? Long, long time ago. We're talking about 15 or 16 years ago. Um, oh. Watched that with my mate Barry. And he said, you'll like this. And he was fucking right. Yeah, it's good on this, isn't it? Have you seen it before, Fletch? Yes. Yes, you did, yeah. Because you thought you'd done a Fletcher and seen the third one. Yeah. And then when we watched this last night, you were like, no, this is the one. I've seen. I've actually, I've seen this film. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, thanks. I'm sorry. Come on, live alive own. Yeah, I saw this many, many years ago. It's a classic. I remember seeing it around the same time I saw Scanners, when they when they used to watch horror movies on Sky movies. Reanimator, 1985. University of Zurich. The police are there, banging on the door. There was a man locked inside, knock, knock, knock. Hey, doctor! Hey, doctor! Screams come from inside the room. Hey, vest! Hey, vest! The police break down the door for these two doctor people to get in because there's some commotion going on in the office. But will the police open the door? There is Herbert West on his knees over the screaming body of Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber, ladies and gentlemen. The doctor's called Hans Gruber. Not that one. Is that a really common name then? Well, I imagine it should be. It, it probably is, yeah. Because Diane's after this. Herbert West is a, a top Hans Gruber. He's screaming on the floor. And the doctor says, my God. So the police pull West away. And he says, I need to check his vital signs. I need to check his vital signs. And the nurse goes, are you all right, Dr. Gruber? Then Dr. Gruber stands up, screams in her face. And his eyes explode. So yeah, he's dead. And he says, of course he's dead. The dosage was too large. And and the nurse goes, you killed him. And he says, no. Looks to the camera. I did not. I gave him life. And then we get the amazing intro graphics, which is like a neon carcass t-shirt. It's definitely a um, a bold start, isn't it? It's um, clearly welcome to this film. It is a horror. And um, yeah, that earned my first love art. It was a good start for me. Yeah, exploding eyes, first love art. Do you notice the music? The music had shades of the um, psycho theme tune. Shades? Come on now. It was the fucking psycho theme. (laughs) It, yeah, the the music... fair-faced cheek of it was unbelievable. It was not only was it a, a, a kind of like a blatant remix of the Psycho theme, the, the, the graphics at the start stole from fucking Vertigo. That's the thing. It was the music was made by Richard Band, and they said that they were heavily. He was heavily influenced by Hitchcock. I can't. I can't see it. <laughs> heavily influenced. He fucking stole completely. <laughs> Now, don't so, get me wrong, I enjoyed the music because I enjoyed the music of Psycho when I watched that film. But <laughs> fuck a duck! I do wonder why you'd use that in this film. I'd get it if they did it, if they were doing like a slasher film or something, because. Which just literally Psycho... started, it goes. Doo, 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 doo. It's got the little refrain literally in it for a second, and then it just goes, Is that the Psycho gone? <laughs> no, it just sounds like Psycho. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, just. It earned a love heart for the utter bare-faced cheek of it. Was this? Were they sued for just using the music from Psycho? 
I don't know. But it cuts from there to the Miskatonic Medical School in Arkham, Massachusetts. That's very HP Lovecraft, isn't it? Is it? Well, yeah. Yeah, of Which course. Is, yeah, and all that, yeah. Dan Kane, a sexy young medical doctor. Looks like he's chiselled out of fine rock. If there's a lady there flatlining, but Dan's fighting to save her life. And, and the other nurse is like, she's gone, Dan, she's gone. <laughs> a good doctor knows when to stop Dan. And Dan, he says, she says, take the body to the morgue. So he wheels the body to the morgue. When Dan gets to the morgue, it's locked. This is where we meet lovely security guy. He goes, I don't know why they bother locking this place. Ain't nobody getting in. And especially ain't nobody getting out. <laughs> Friendly old security guy. I mean, he doesn't know what's going to happen. Portentious line there. Yeah. I am a fan of the security guard. He's a, he's a lovely fellow. I like imagining that I'd worked at this hospital. I'd be walking past going, all right, Cliff. I like to imagine his name's Cliff. I don't know why, but it is. So, yeah, Dan rolls the body into the body fridge. There's not much room in there. It's full of... Uh, did you used to work in a body fridge place? A hospital? I used to work in a hospital, if that's what you mean. You used to work in a body fridge, didn't you? You used to have to put the bodies in the fridge. They have those in hospitals, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it goes in there, but it's, it's chock full of bodies. There's not enough room. And you see on Dan's face, for a man who works in hospitals, he loves saving lives, but once they, uh, they have shaken off the mortal coil, he, he don't like the corpses, does he? He's like, <laughs> which I suppose is a side effect of working in a hospital. When he comes out of the body fridge, Dr. Hill, there. The evil of Dr. Hill. You can tell he's evil by his long, evil face. He's burning a hole in a corpse's head with a laser. And the corpse looks like Peter Suckler, the Yorkshire Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> the way you describe things is completely unique. And I would never have thought that. But now you've said it, I'm like, fucking hell, it's Peter Suckler. Your tat-eye is so refined. I thought he looked like Kenny Loggins. <laughs> You think everyone looks like Kenny fucking Loggins? <laughs> just outside, I'm just like, oh, it's Kenny Loggins. It's Peter Sutcliffe. Anyone That's with a beard looks like Kenny fucking Loggins to you. <laughs> Kenny Loggins looks like Peter Sutcliffe. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? That's, you can't say that about Kenny Loggins. He's the king of smooth. He's not the Yorkshire Ripper. He's, he's the smooth California... He's no ripping. There is no ripping with Kenny Loggins. Well, <laughs> he's, he's like a Florida poker or something. I don't know. He's not a ripper. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm actually <laughs> crying. You two are a pair of fucking idiots. I love it. You do a bit of shuffleboard on the deck of a ship with Kenny Loggins. You can't do that with Peter Sutcliffe. Can well, you could, but I'm not sure it's wise. I'd like to have a pina colada with one of these people. Guess which one? <laughs> Would it be a Peter Collada? Because you're having it with the Yorkshire Ripper. Peter Colladas when I'm out on the moors. <laughs> <laughs> he drills a hole in Peter Sutcliffe's head. It's not Peter's. And he stuffs the cotton bud into it. <laughs> he pulls it out. If you're saying he's Kenny Loggins, he pulls that out. Now he's forgotten danger zone. Dean Halsey is there as well. He introduces Dan to Herbert West. Herbert West is just knocking around in the background, being all creepy. He says, oh, this is Herbert. He's been working in Switzerland with Hans Gruber from Die Hard. He's not around anymore, so he's here. He says he'll be joining you for your third year. He's been doing independent research in Switzerland with Dr. Gruber before he mysteriously died. Dan Kane here is one of our sexiest 
and most promising students. Dan says to Wes, what have you been researching? And he says, death. And then West starts studying all the toe tags because he loves the death. Dr. Hill, he hears that West was working with Dr. Gruber and he's evil that Leah's prick up and he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. The Dean introduces him and says, oh, this is where we get the money from. This is Dr. Hill, the hospital's top evil man. He's the grant machine. If you need anything, go and see Dr. Hill. And then he looks at him, then you can see the sass. The sass begins now. And he's like, <laughs> Herbert says, I know your work, Dr. Hill, quite well. Your theory on the location of will in the brain is <laughs> interesting, though derivative of Hans Gruber's work in the 70s. So much so that in Europe, it's considered plagiarism. <laughs> Science sass is powerful. And he says, and your support of the 12-minute limit of the life of the brainstem is... <laughs> and Dr. Hill goes, six to 12 minutes. He says, oh, what's, what's your name then? He says, West, Herbert West. Frankly, Dr. Hill, is it? Your work on brain death is outdated. <gasps> Science shot fired. Now, Dan is getting a scholarship because he's so good. Alan... Dean Allen, he loves him. He loves Dan. He's like, he's sexy. He's really good at school. He's going to be fine. He's going to get on really well. Dan needs a flatmate. He puts a sign up on the notes board. Apartment to share. The address was 666 Darkmoor. Of course it was. <laughs> Barbara Crampton. Meg's here. She comes in, she gives a kiss and she goes, no, 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 no. Cut to her going, yes, yes, yes. Cuts over to the two to what? It cuts over to the two beautiful people finishing on each other. <laughs> it cuts to them making love in bed just as they finish. Plop. Plop? Oh, plop? You just used the term making love and then finished it with plop. Yeah, I didn't mean to say... Sake Malachi J. Matthews. I didn't mean to say plop. <laughs> well, it's there now. It's out in the yeah. world. Did you notice the poster that was up in the background in his bedroom? No. Talking heads. Right. I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, Rufus the cat. Rufus the cat. He's like, oh, there's Rufus. <laughs> He's having a lovely time in the new place. He's got loads of little places to hide. Kitty. Love Kitty. Her. Also, this is uh, 10 minutes. Babs is Babs. Babs is magnificent, Babs. Babs is powerful Babs. <laughs> so, yeah, he needs a roommate who could afford this place. He asked Meg to move in, but she says that she can't because Dad, Dad's the Dean. Another tap classic. Dad, Dad of the love interest is authority figure. We've seen this from Malcolm McDowell. We've seen it a thousand times at Tap Club. Staple, good, trope, love it. As Barbara's leaving, she opens the door. Who's at the door? Scary Herbert West with the sign for the flat. It's like, I'll move in now. So do you think this scene where basically he tells them he's moving in. Do you think this inspired that scene in The Big Bang Theory? Because I do feel like Herbert has a lot in common with Sheldon. No, I've not seen the start of Big Bang Theory. I've only seen bits of the middle. Is that how he introduces himself into the series, is it? Yeah, he basically has a look at the flat and says he's moving in. And even though they don't want him to, it ends up that he ends up, you know? So Meg invites Herbert West in and he says, I startled you. She says, yes, she did. And he goes, mm. He says, does this building have a basement? I say, yeah, they're shown downstairs. He says, this is perfect for my science experiments. I've got all my stuff upstairs. I'll move in immediately. Barbara's like, this guy, I'm not sure about this guy, Dan. 
he looks a bit shady. Why did you end up leaving Switzerland? Eh? But he doesn't tell him. Gives down a big wad of cash. He goes, there you go. He says, well, get your stuff in, Herbert West. Welcome to 666 Darkmoor. Roomy. 666 Darkmoor. Yeah, that's the address. So cheesy, but I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Doctor. Now you now you now you sat explaining this film. It seems like it's really on the nose. Yeah. I do feel like the depiction of a socially inept boffin is really, really good. He's well, just com- fundamentally unlikable, but he's not actually mean. He's just socially inept. Yeah, I think uh, Jeffrey Coombs is fucking brilliant in this film. Yeah, I, I think famous. he's. I think with the right actor, it's done really, really well. And this could have been shit if they hadn't yeah. had the right actor for the role. And it's, I just thought it was brilliant that he kind of depicts the the complete lack yeah. of awareness of someone who's so bright that it's almost like they blinker out anything that's irrelevant to their study. And he does it so well that it's, yeah, I'm, we've all met folk like that. You don't dislike them, but they're kind of accidentally douchey because they're always thinking about something more important than having a conversation with a bloke who likes B-movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? No. And I think it's done perfectly, just absolutely perfectly, completely and utterly well-deserving of a love heart. Well done. Lovely stuff. Wow. So, yeah. M- many love hearts so far. How many have you had? Well, it's four love hearts so far, which is four more love hearts than last week's film. In fact, last week's film had minus love hearts because it had a homophobic cunt on the soundtrack. Oh, ooh. yeah, well, ooh. fading down. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my hand over the, the volume knob, I'm just like... So, so yeah. it was you. It wasn't the Tac Academy. <laughs> Bastards. Bastards, the pair of you. Dr. Hill's lecture. This is the bit where he peels ahead like an orange. Literally, as a guy, he, this, he pulls the skin off a, fella, off a dead fella's head. I don't know whether it's Peter Sutcliffe. It could be a different person. He did have quite a lot of hair, so it might have been. It might have been the same corpse. Because yeah. I remember in the Danger Zone video, Kenny Loggins has got loads of hair. Don't, it's not Kenny Loggins. He's still alive and well. And he's got, he's writing country records about Winnie the Pooh. That's what he does now. Uh, he just poos corner. He does, yeah. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, peels his head like an orange. I wanted to talk about the peeling of the head. Have either of you ever skinned a rabbit or anything like that? Uh, I've skinned a rabbit, yeah. So you'll know that I, I did this on like um, a survival camp with my scouts. And you'll know that skinning a rabbit is actually quite like the way he skins that bloke's fucking head. Yeah. And I was like, that's, ooh, that's probably accurate. And you probably could do that to a head. Yeah, just whack it straight off like yeah, a big it's orange. Yeah, because you do that with a rabbit skin. You get under it and you pull as hard as you can. And you've got the rabbit the rabbit underneath ready to fucking cook. And it's like, shit, that's probably accurate. Yeah. His lecture, oh, he says, uh, once the skull is clearly visible, you take the bone saw. And you're not going to say it? I thought you were going to say it. going to say bone yeah, I thought you were going to say both of ready. And then he clips his brain out. <laughs> Unlike you, Malachi J. Matthews, neither Hollywood Fletch nor me are predictable. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I yeah. am, but Hollywood Fletch <laughs> might not be. 
So he says the brain can only last for six to 12 minutes. And Herbert West is staring daggers at him because he's going, this, this science is poppycock. So West is trying to put him off by snapping pencils. His face going, Toosh. Dr. Hill's like getting a bit flustered. But every time he's trying to explain something else, push, snaps another pencil. And he goes, Mr. West, may I suggest you get yourself a pen? Class dismissed. And then West goes, oh, fucking hell, Hill. He says, how can you teach this drivel to these people? They've come here to learn and you're closing their minds before they've even opened. He says, Mr. West, it's going to be a pleasure to fail you. It's kind of like watching The Rock and Jason Statham in the Fast and Furious films, isn't it? It's like a real kind of posturing. So, yeah, the metaphor, the comparison is a strong one, even though it does seem quite ludicrous. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that, Hollywood Fletch. It's so. like Ken Barlow and Mike Baldwin. Oh, it is. like. Well, we said this before. Ken Barlow, Ken Barlow and Mike... Who did we compare it to on the podcast? <laughs> we said it was like a tale of oldest time on one of the first podcasts. I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, Baldwin... Baldwin was a black man. Baldwin v Barlow. Fuck's sake, as if I've got time to watch fucking Coronation oh. Street, but I still know what you're talking about. It'd be interesting to see if the Americans know. And guys, did you know, with our little quiz last night, uh, the answers were Chaz and Dave, Smack the Pony, Big Daddy, and PJ Going Blind. Oh, and there was another one. What was the other? Oh, The Bill. Big brown phones off The Bill. They were the pictures that were up. Nobody knew who they were. In America, not a clue. They didn't know who Kylie was, though, a few weeks back. No. They probably won't know who Ken Barlow and Mike Baldwin are, then. No. No. They are the British version of The Rock and Jason Statham. Yeah, no, that, they're not it. the British version of The Rock and Jason Statham. They're nowhere near as cool and badass as either The Rock or Jason Statham. Well, each to their own, Mark. Yeah. Are you saying that Mike Baldwin and Ken Barlow are badass. They're just... Oh, Baldwin was a shit. The things he did. He, he fucking diddled... He diddled Deirdre just to annoy Ken. <laughs> I guess that they could be get they could get like a starring role in the film as a badass. Because, you know, Stranger Things Have Happened, Harold Bishop. So, you know, maybe. Well, funnily enough, Mark, the son of Ken Barlow is the baddie in Mandy. No and way. Mandy. Yeah. The son of Ken Barlow, the actor, the son who... <laughs> what? The son of the actor that plays Ken Barlow, let's make this clear. Is the baddie in Mandy, the psychedelic acid horror that came out a few years ago. So there's a little connection to you. Huh. <laughs> there you Good go. Grief. Dr. Hill is having dinner. Oh, sorry, you keep turning around. What's up? It's the cat the, snoring. The cat's snoring and it's distracting me. <laughs> oh, I like cats. I would never like a film that had a dead cat in it. I mean, I love cats, and they are like the thing that makes me the most happy in all the world. And that's why Bad Boy Bobby is the worst film of all time, because it's the only film I know that has a cat death in it. Dr. Hill is having dinner with D with the Dean and Meg, and he's smoozing with them. And Meg's made the dinner, because she's basically, since the Dean's wife died, Meg has been looking after him. She's a good lass. She's a good lass. And she's going out. She's going out on a study date tonight. Evil Dr. Hill goes, Huh, who are you going out on a study date with? You're going out with Dean Kane, eh? Dean Kane. It's not Dean Kane, that's Superman. Dean Kane, that's Superman. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, 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 I have no problem having a jolly good think about Dean Kane. But yeah. what, what relevance Wait, is it to this film? 
I bet you've had a jolly good think about Dean Kane a few times, haven't you, Mark? Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, not Dean Kane, Dan Kane. He says, Dan Kane? It, Herbert West just moved in with him, and me. That weird Herbert West from Sw Switzerland. He's like, yeah, yeah, what, what, what about it? The doorbell rings, and Dan's here. Dan comes in. As she goes to the door, she says, so your, your daughter is seeing Kane, eh? She says, yeah, yeah, he's a nice lad. He's a lovely fella. Love him. You wait, wait till you meet him. He says, do, do you think that's wise, Alan? The hill's a bit easy because he fancies his daughter. This is quite creepy. He says, as the young couple are leaving, Dr. Hill makes a creepy toast to Meg. So it's his friend's daughter, bear in mind, and said, the creepy toast ends with the obsession of all of that that fall under her spell. Ugh! Yeah, it's it's pretty rank. But, you know, he is the bad guy. He's allowed to be creepy. He says, don't go. He says, and he's got a wig on. He's got, oh, his powerful wig. He's too pale. Yeah. He says, Meg, you look tired. You look very tired. Why don't you stay here? But Meg says, no, no, I'm going out. I'm going to go out. I'm going out. So Dr. Hill tries to get Meg to stay. But they're saying, no, we've got stuff to do. Meg and Dan leave. They say, see you later. We're going to go and do some science studying. As soon as they're out the door... Dr. Hill, hit no face! He says, uh, do you think it's wise, your daughter spending all this time with Dan Kane? And he's like, what? What? Alan becomes hypnotised. That's me doing hypnotised Alan. And then you get hit no face of uh, Dr. Hill and he goes right up to the camera and he says, Kane is rooming with West. West, is he morally fit to be a doctor? Staring into Alan's face, hit no face. What? You can get the hypno face on your bit. I don't remember this bit. Mark, did you have hypno face on the version that you watched? I'm not sure. Have we all watched the same version of this? I watched mine on Amazon Prime. Well, you and Fletch watched it on Amazon Prime. I realised when I was watching it with Fletch last night, I watched the director's cut, and there's a whole thing. In the version that I watched, they, Dr. Hill hypnotises people, and it makes him more evil. In this scene, he hypnotised... Because you remember at the start... Alan, he bloody loves Dan Kane, doesn't he? He's got to look at him, he's a sexy little fella, doing his science. He gives him a scholarship. He goes, go and do some science. You're doing the world good. After going for dinner with Dr. Hill, he's like, I ate him. I ate Dan. Do you know why? Because Dr. Hill hypnotises him at dinner to make him hate Dan. I didn't know this until I watched it again myself. It's just an odd thing to cut out, because it's the only thing they cut out of it, was the fact that he hypnotises people. And it's weird because that's central to this whole character. Yeah. Because as we find out in the beginning, he's the work he's doing, like much like um, like West is trying to reanimate people. Yeah. And his evil genius thing is that he's managed to isolate the human will. And you can manipulate it in brains. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't it doesn't help the fact it's still an amazing film. I just thought it's just an odd two minutes to cut out of the film. It is. But anyway. Dan and Meg are studying at Dan's place. Dan, he just wants to get on Barbara's Cramptons. <laughs> wow. And she's nervous. What, Fletch? What? I'm just not impressed with the way that you're talking about Barbara Crampton. Is that the, sorry, it is the woman you love. I'm, I'm aware of that. You're so disrespectful. Okay. I mean, I mean it in a nice way. To be fair, if you talk like this about Mark Dacascos, I, I wouldn't appreciate it. So <laughs> I, I'm with Fletch on this. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'll Leave see. Babs alone. I'll stop objectifying these. Stop the objectifying Barbara Crampton. Okay. 
So, but the she's only nervous. person that can objectify Babs is Fletch, and the only person who can objectify Mark Dacascos is me. No <laughs> place, Malachi J. Matthews. Fuck you sake. always have to bring Mark Dacascos into it, don't you? That's he's not he's very now. attractive, and he's good with a bow staff. And he sent us a message on, on Instagram. Thanks, Mark Dacascos. He's basically I our best friend. That. I love that Mark Dacascos has interacted with us. I melted a little bit when you told me that. She's not impressed with West at all. She's like, is he? He makes my skin crawl. He said that he's, he's just a typical genius. Very intelligent, very private, very fucking weird. You, don't, you know, he's not like other people. But he's okay. He's not been a problem. Makes losing a call. He goes, yeah, I can see you. the cat hates him. For, hang on a minute. Where's the cat? He says, Rufus, terrified of him. I, I, where's the cat? I've not seen this cat all night. So they go looking around the house. Rufus, piss, 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 piss. Rufus, piss, piss. Stressful music starts playing. I mean, I know. They can't find the cat mark. Where's the cat mark? I, I don't remember this scene. Oh, God. She's going through there. She can't find it. She goes, I'm going to have a look in Herbert West's room. His room is full of like Grey's Anatomy pictures on the walls and things like that. There is a glowing green neon hue about the room. It's emanating from... I think it's a fridge. He's got a beer fridge. He's got a beer fridge. But what's in the beer fridge, Mark? I, I don't remember. I, I, I must have blocked. I must have like forgotten this scene, or I must have gone and got a drink or something. Uh, they open up the fridge. It's not just got the reagent in there. Bloody Rufus is in there, dead as a doornail. Ugh, dead cat. What? Oh, minus one thousand love hearts. Oh, oh no! no, this no. Is this is the it's worst terrible. performing film on this. This is the Tax worst of history. Yeah. Cats in the fridge. And, and she's like, Cats in the fridge, Dan. Cats in the fridge. Herbert West comes in and goes, Get out of me, bloody fridge. I thought we had a private room. It doesn't matter what I put in my fridge. Get out. <laughs> and Dan goes, He's got a point, to be fair. Are you not bothered about this dead cat? And he goes, Dead cat looks in the fridge and he's like, Oh, what I like at this point, by the point he goes to look at it in the fridge, it's just a manky, wonky-eyed puppet. <laughs> and oh, it's so brilliant. It's not actually a real cat. It is at first, I think, but then... I don't know. It's at first. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just a manky puppet, and it's really it's really funny, because it's just the shot when he, look, when he looks it, when Dan bends down, for some reason, the cat's gone cross-eyed, and it, it just really made me laugh. And he's going, Poor what? kitty. He goes, what's happened here? The cat's in the fridge. He says, I was going to tell you. He says, well, what, what happened? And he says, well, he's dead when I found it. Megan's like, you killed it. He, you, that cat hated you, so you murdered it. He says, why would I murder a cat? He said he was playing with a bin and he got his head stuck in a jar and suffocated. Oh, and, that old uh, cat. He said, he, Dan says, you could have left a note. And he says, what? What am I supposed to put on a note? Cat's dead. I'll tell you about it later. So I just whacked it in the fridge. So in all seriousness, this scene, I mean, I... I took the piss because I really do fucking like cats, but the fact that it's clearly a puppet did genuinely reassure me because I have watched films in the past, like, for example, The Cat from Outer Space, a Disney film from the 60s. They had a scene with the cat in that where he was supposed to be... Um, he was supposed to have been knocked out, with you know, with uh, anaesthetic. Yeah. And they actually knocked the cat out with anaesthetic and they were using this floppy knocked out cat as a fucking prop and that's not okay <laughs> whereas <laughs> whereas this film it was clearly a puppet so 
you know, they, they, they can have their thousand love hearts back because okay. they didn't actually abuse the animal. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, this kind of horrible <laughs> 60s and 70s vibe where they basically abused animals for their films is something that really I can never get over. So yeah. I've taken the piss, but in all seriousness, they they haven't done anything wrong here. <laughs> That's the most 60s thing. <laughs> we just drugged the cat because it won't do what we wanted. We need it. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it. It was appalling. It was a fun little family film that I was watching for another podcast without a mouse. I was loving it. And then suddenly I was like, they literally anaesthetised that cat so they can do this for that scene. And it ruined the whole film for me. It made me feel quite unwell. It was like, we are actively abusing this animal for the sake of this film, and that can fuck right off. Whereas obviously this film didn't do that. No. So West tells Dan, he says, right, if you tell anyone about this, I'm gonna tell the Dean that you're diddling his daughter. And he's like, well, she, he already knows, yeah. surely, yeah. <laughs> like, he's clearly, he's very clearly diddling his daughter. Yeah. Later that night, Dan is woken by the blood-curdling screams of, of almost feline nature. Like, like, what's that? Don't make that noise. It sounds like a sad kitty. Well, that's what it was. For, well, I don't know what it is. He wakes Minus up and one love heart for our friendship. <laughs> he wakes up and he gets a baseball bat. He's like, Wes, can you hear that horrible noise? He goes to see him in his room. He's not in his room. The noise is emanating from downstairs. So he goes downstairs into the basement and he's like, West, you can just hear this noise. <laughs> and then, a scream. He falls into the basement down the stairs. And then West says, get away from me, get away. West is being attacked by an evil cat puppet now that he's got on his back. <laughs> he's just crashing around. It's just holding on to his back like a... It's like a backpack. It's like it's like one of those Garfield toys that you put in your car window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just thrashing around. It's brilliant. He's like smashing up the uh, smashing up the laboratory with a with a cat on his back. He's like, get it off, get it off, and they get it off. And he chases. They're chasing it around in the dark, and he chucks it at the wall. Splat! Poor kitty. He fucking pitches it at that wall. Well, we, they lose it in the dark, don't they, first? But then you see it's fake, and it jumps out of the dark, and jumps on Dan's face, and he just twats it at the wall. And then it's just lying there, squished, all squished on the floor, with the lights swinging, and West cackling like a madman. Or a genius, there's a fine line, gentlemen. West is like, shows Dan his works. Now that they've got the dead cat on the table, Dan's going through his notes, and he's like, this is all quite a lot to take in. I'm not sure. He goes, it's really quite simple. All life is a physical and chemical process. It stands to reason one can obtain some fresh specimens. We could recharge the chemical process. We could have reanimation. But he says, that's not a real thing. You know, that's not a new theory, West. He says, yeah, but my bright green neon reagent is new. He says, I've, bro I've broken the six to 12 minute barrier. What I like about the serum is that it looks like Mountain Dew. Yeah, it does, yeah. So, so it, it earns a love heart for Mountain Dew serum. 
So you West there, Dan, I need your help. You're perfect, you're bright, you're handsome, you're hardworking, and you have access to, uh, you know, bits and bobs in the hospital, stuff that we're gonna need. He says, we can defeat death. It's every doctor's dream. We will be famous. He says, have you done this on a person before? He goes, uh, no. <laughs> uh, what, what, what was the dinner? <laughs> Changes the subject immediately. And he says, right, that cat, you must have drugged it beforehand. It, it was not dead. And he was like, what? So he picks up the cat and he drops it on the table. And he says, it's dead now, isn't it? You, you believe me, that cat's dead? He says, yeah, definitely. Goes over to the fridge, fills a needle with green, the brightest of green. They Mountain Dew. With, with Mountain Dew. And they inject the Mountain Dew into the cat on the table. He says, don't expect it to tango. It's broken its back. And then the monkey cat comes to life on the table, but it's dead. It was dead. Meg arrives in the background, screams, and she sees the monkey puppet cat, and she goes hysterical. She's basically hysterical for the rest of the film now, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. Every time you see it, she's just like, ah! She is a scream queen. Yeah. Meg is stressing out. She's been looking for her dad's files, looking for files on West. She says to, she says to Dan, she's like, Dr. Gruber died. But for hours afterwards, West fiddled with his body. She, he did things. And he's like, yeah, but he's broken the barrier of death. They're really, this is, it's real. It's not poppycock. He said, the police have to tear her away, Dan. She doesn't see it. She doesn't see the good in what West has done. But Dan has seen it with his own eyes. It works. And he's going to talk to the Dean about it himself. He says, if we, if we show the Dean, the Dean, he fucking loves me. If we show him this cat, this manky cat, that's it, we're sorted. Famous for life. Science men. In the office of Dean Allen. What do you want, dickhead? Do you think it's wise going out with the Dean's daughter? He's like, yeah, well, I thought you knew about that. We, we've spoken about that. I've come to talk to you about Herbert, Herbert West. He's, he, he's done it. He's broken the barrier. He has defeated death. And he's like, eh. So I'm not bothered about that. If you got my daughter involved in this science shenanigans. So I'll tell you what, you, you, that money I said I was going to give you. Yeah, you can't have it now. It's like, what? What are you going to do? Yeah. And he just starts writing. He goes, you can't have it down. Tell Herbert West, he's going from the university. You can both get out. It's like, hold on a minute. You liked me earlier on. He doesn't know he's been hypnotised by the evil Dr. Hill. He's like, get out of my office. Please, don't take this out on Meg. She tried to stop me. Hysterical Meg now wants Dan to avoid West and all of his bad science. But he's in too deep, guys. He loves it. West instantly knows he says, oh, he's clearly, clearly that man's been hypnotised. He was fine earlier on. Dr. Hill has got his claws in him. He's poisoned his mind against you. But this is the thing, right? So we've seen two different versions of this film. Yeah. This came across as the kind of ravings of a madman who focused on his own work because that scene was cut for, for me. Whereas yeah. for you, it, he was actually completely fucking accurate. But he, in either case, he's made a huge leap of faith. But mm. in one case, your version, he makes a leap of faith that's right. In the version that I watched, he just comes across as even more balmy than he fucking is. So yeah. you can see why the those two versions were kind of looked at and eventually cut. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. Because I'm coming at this now, I just thought he was deluded and that the the guy hadn't been hypnotised and he was just making sense. You know, science doesn't support 
the theory that he has. Whereas yeah. you were coming at it from the fact that this guy had been turned against him. So that's yeah. fascinating that the two different versions tell a different story. Mm. So Meg's not having it. She can't see it. She's like, I, I'm going to tell my dad about this and he's going to stop you. And she runs off. Wes says there's only one kind of proof that he will, ex he will accept. And that's some kind of moving cat or something like that. He says, we can't. He says, we can. So Dan sneaks West into the lab under a sheet, past the lovely security guy, and he nearly sees Herbert West. He lifts up the sheet and he goes, you got my tuna sandwiches in there? He's like, don't look in there. I'm, sm I'm smuggling in West. So security guy is like, oh, means though it's you guys here, and I know you, I'm going to go and get me a coffee. And he leaves his post, leaves it un unguarded. What? What did you say? Oh, sorry, I thought you shouted something. It's wanking. It's wanking. Oh, sorry. Who, what, now, huh? Security guard. He's what? Security guard. He's wanking. No, it's not. Yes, he is. Why? What's, what's he doing there? You can look at this up, because he's sat there with a copy of Boudoir, isn't he? Every time, yeah, he is. And he keeps going, oh, I'm going to go off and get a coffee, and he keeps leaving his post. He's not fiddling at work, is he? He's going for a little five-knuckle shuffle. Oh, he's a lovely old man. You can look this up. That is why, where he's going. Right. He's going for a shuffle. He's going for a shuffle, oh, and... That's why I thought it was really weird that you would like really look at you really looked up to him. You're like, I'd love to work with a guy like that. No, not now. He's wanking on oh, the job. Oh god. Yeah, so he goes off for a fiddle. And Dan and West are in the lab. Don't look at me really hurt. I didn't write this film. <laughs> They're in the lab. They're in the lab now. They go into the well-stocked body fridge, but all the bodies are useless. There's one been shot in the face with a shotgun. He says, can't do that, got no face. This one's a meatball. This one's burnt. That one's gone rotten. And he looks at Warren and he goes, malpractice. <laughs> so you don't want that one. <laughs> is, that, is that a dead diddler? Is that what it is? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Until the, the, there's no bodies in there. Until, oh, what about that blue one with the different sheet on it in the middle? Yeah, we're going to have a look. Wait, he says. Wait, let's have a look at this. He looks at the toe tag. Yeah, this one arrived early. It's a John Doe. He just dropped dead. It's perfect. But he could have heart damage. He has a heart attack. Yeah. Hot failure. Uh, so that's it, yeah. So Dan starts the dictaphone to record the progress of the experiment. as like cause of death, heart failure. West gets the green out, glowing in the darkness. He feels a needle and he's like, the time is 10.33. Let's do this. 15 cc's of green reagent is administered to the corpse. They count. They wait. Meanwhile, Hysterical Meg has indeed gone and told Daddy, like a total fucking square, and she stormed, he stormed into the hospital looking for Dan with uh, Megan in tow. And she's, he's like, where's this bloody, where, what's going on in the hospital? Tell me what's going on. 15 seconds, something should have happened by now. Maybe this one's a dud. He says, maybe this is a dud. He says, it's not working, let's leg it. Dan's like, let's go, but West is like, no, give him another dose, come on. This man is clearly bigger than a cat. I mean, that's science, man is bigger than cat. Think about it. That's basic science. That is basic science. And he also slaps the corpse. He does slap the corpse, yeah. Because he's like, it didn't work. He's like, he has failed, not yeah. me. Yeah. It's just like, damn, it's still not working. And Dr. Allen is on his way to put an end to this bad science shenanigans. 
He makes he makes Meg, hysterical Meg, stay in reception. He's like, stay there with this woman that looks like Deidre Barlow looking after you. She does look like, oh, the Coronation Street connection. We need to stop doing it. We need to stop, we really do. Hey. <laughs> Even yeah. like, right, even the British people that listen to this podcast aren't particularly likely to listen to to, to watch fucking Coronation Street because it's crap and it's aimed at old ladies. Uh, I'm pretty sure that You're every British person who listens to this knows who Deirdre and Ken and Mike Bolton are. Do you remember when she oh, was? Yes, Deirdre? but they don't want to hear it because they're not fans of Corey. Do you remember when she was Deirdre Rasheen and she got sent to prison? Yeah. It's really yes, like, everybody you does. You don't love me, do you can. You don't love me, do you can. Can, can, say about crazy. <laughs> Just what the fuck? <laughs> so he says, like, yeah, we failed, we failed. And Wes goes, no, slaps the corpse and says, he's failed. He can't take the amount of drugs we've put into him. We're going to get into trouble for this. Let's go. Just as the security guards are on the way. The body twitches, a hand twitches. Massive jump scare. John Doe sits bolt upright like The Undertaker, but covered in blood and screaming. He's a naked zombie man, full of rage now. He starts smashing up the morgue. Did you see Zombie Dong in your version? Because there was Zombie Dong in this one. There was do- there was Zombie Dong. Yeah, Zombie Dong, Zombie Dong. Love heart for Zombie Dong. I, I didn't give it a love heart, but I do kind of appreciate the fact that I hate it when films do dumb shit like trying to hide it when it's not, clearly not sexualized. The, the character just happens to be naked. Yeah. So I, I, I do enough. think in general it's it's much less kind of... It, it takes me out of the moment if the the direction is... The no, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not into zombie dongs. I, I want to make that clear. But what, what I mean is it takes me out of the moment if it's clear that the direction has been we need to concentrate on making sure you can't see the cock rather than actually making a good scene. So I did appreciate that. Yeah, it was good. It was good stuff. So Dean Allen, he arrives and he's knocking on the door. He's going, what's all this noise in here? Goes in, they're locked in the fridge with zombie gong. And he's like banging on the door. He's going, there's Herbert in there with you. He's like, we're in a bit of trouble in here, Alan. The zombie now flies into a rage smashes the door open and squashes Paul Aaron, Alan underneath it. Jumps up and down on it, squashes him, and then basically throws the door away, picks him up and throws him around the room like a ragdoll. Hunt kills him, basically, until West... That zombie is hench, isn't he's it? He's a fucking hench. Zombie, yeah, yeah, he was. He was massively hench. I don't really understand the reason for it, but it does make him more menacing. It does. Well, I was really confused because he's like died of heart failure. But he's a big, beefy, healthy... Yeah, he's clearly healthy as an ox, this lad. Yeah. Also, if you ever get attacked by a zombie, never put your fingers in his mouth. Because it's just going to gobble him straight down like Slim Jim's Pepper Armies. Do you know what I mean? Because that's, that's what Alan... That's Alan good tries, advice, that is. Yeah. Alan tries to fend off a zombie by putting his fingers in his mouth, mandible claw at him, and he's got like, chomped him down like little twixes. <laughs> I, always, I always wondered that about the mandible claw. What? Why don't they bite his fingers? Well, yeah, bites his bites his fingers off like little sausages of pain. In the edit, you can pick which one you like. There, you've got sausages of pain, twiglets, or something else. I can't remember. Your metaphor game is strong today, Malachi. Yeah, yeah Matthews. It chucks him at a wall, but West West, <laughs> West says, "Was yeah. that a busy winter?" 
No, it was a Coca-Cola. Cool, oh. smooth, the real thing. Delicious. Herbert West defeats the zombie by he gets the get, he gets the bone saw fetch. He's like the bone saw is ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sticks the bone saw straight through his back and it comes out of his front. <laughs> Good special effects. Okay, so this scene got two quick fire love hearts. One for the bone saw through the chest, and two for the face of the guy when he died again. That was a good face. I enjoyed his death face. It was good. I enjoyed it. The zombie's dead, but so with a good Alan. face. He's it's dead with, a, with good... a good face. Get it dead right. The... the zombie is dead with a good face. <laughs> but... <laughs> but so is Dean Allen, guys. Dean Allen is dead. West is like fresh meat. Look, bang on. He's literally just died. He's perfect. So, but West thinks that zombie heard me. He told me when I said stop killing that man, he didn't stop killing the man, but he heard me. Dan's like, yeah, if you're shouting at a cow at an area, he's just an animal, you fucking buffoon. He's like, oh, right, this is the freshest meat we're ever going to get. Look at that. He's like, that's my girlfriend's dad. Like, Bothered? Get it on the table. <laughs> So they... <laughs> he didn't say it's no. like shouting at a cow. <laughs> he says, this was an accident and this is the freshest body that we're going to get. He says, Dad, we can bring him back to life. <laughs> Stressful string music playing. The pair lug the body onto the table. Dan looks peaking as fuck. Looks like he's going to drop down. He's going to drop down with the sickness, the fear. He's had enough of this. What have they done? What have they done? They lie the deed down on the table and West fills the needle with green. They inject him in the neck and they wait 17 seconds. Reanimation in 17 seconds. The Dean's eyes open and blood oozes out of his mouth. And he's like, oh, I'm now. He says, welcome back to life, doctor. Meg steps in, steps out of the lift and makes her way along the corridor to the lab. No idea that her dad is now a zombie man in there. She's like, daddy. <laughs> Daddy! She calls out. West, West hears her and she goes, he goes, oh, fuck now, that bitch is here. Oh, he does? He does yeah. yeah. He's just yeah. sassing everybody, isn't he? Dee, uh, Dan on the floor, ill with fear, grabbed round the neck by Zombie Dad. Zombie Dad grabs him like, and then he grabs West, and it's like he's going to do a double choke slam. He's coming, like Big Show style. Well, bam! Make do we have to talk about wrestling? Meg, Meg bursts into the room. Bam! No, Daddy! No! Now, lovely old security guy comes back from his wank. You're obsessed with this now. Yeah, he's back from that. And, and Alan's carrying in the corner. He's going, what's going on here? Is that Dean Allen hiding down there? Going, <laughs> he says, yeah, uh, it is. And who's this other dead fella? He says, hey, that's just a corpse. So Dean came in here, he was going mental, he was self-defense, so we had to like smash him in the head. He's got bonkers, there's something wrong with him. Take him away. Uh, at this point, yeah, Dan goes into shock and he falls down to the ground and Herbert West puts a coat on him and he goes, you're falling into shock. Luckily, the police believed the story. They said, they just went, oh, they told the police that Dean Horsley just went mad and the police have just brought him straight away. Oh, clearly this man went mad. West has been shooting up the green goo himself. Is this in the version that you saw? No. No. He's actually no. injecting it into himself to stay awake. 
and he gets he gets down to inject him. He's actually using it like Mountain Dew. He's actually using it like Mountain Dew to keep him awake. Yeah. Told you it was fucking Mountain Dew. Zombie Alan in a straight jacket, padded cells, gone bonkers. Alan, Alan. <laughs> Creepy Doctor Hill wants Meg to sign her sign Zombie Dad over, so, so he could like for bad science. He's like your dad. He's in a bad way. But if you give me, you know, if you sign this little bit of paper, I can sort out what's wrong with his noggin, with his with his poison nog nog. Let me have a look at that. And she's like, oh, just help him, help him, doctor. He hypnotizes her to make her give make her sign the paper. And then creepy doctor Hill says, hypno face, he's like, trust me. And she signs. They're standing by the glass in the cell. And he's saying, you know what? I'm a really old man and I fancy you, little girl. And then, bam, zombie head. Dad, zombie dad smashes his head on the glass. So, a couple of things about this scene. First up, I wrote down to describe the um, the creepy man all over the woman as a Poundland Christopher Lee. But it's not quite the insult you think it is, because Christopher Lee is such a fucking legend that even yeah. a Poundland Christopher Lee is a pretty good actor. And mm. I guess that's what I'm getting at, is he's, he's actually quite good. And a Poundland version of Christopher Lee is much better than, I don't know, a Poundland version of... Vin Diesel, but um, you know what I mean. It, it, he just yeah. really reminded me of Christopher Lee in a lot of ways throughout the whole film. I think they both him, him and Herbert West. They're very Christopher Lee, Vincent Price. That that sort of um, very almost Shakespearean horror acting, isn't it? It's it's good. It's just so hammy but brilliant. The scenes when they're together, it's hilarious because they're both just chewing the scenery. It's like who can be more evil? Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. If this film was made in this country, that would be Christopher Lee. It would, yeah. It'd be Christopher Lee and I don't know who the... It'd be Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. But um, the other thing about this scene is, I found the um, the stuff with him in the straitjacket really quite disturbing. It feels yeah. a little bit like... It really kind of emphasises the real horror of the way mental health was treated. Not so long ago, it does. It did really disturb me that how the well they thought he was mad. How the the, the mad person was treated, and it was it, it just felt really kind of made me feel really uncomfortable in a in in a good way. I mean, it was done yeah. really really well. It was really disturbing, and it just kind of like smacked me around the face because the rest of the film had been very kind of. Lol, Mountain Dew, many, many funny deaths and other kind of things like that. Whereas this really felt almost like social commentary. Yeah, it's well, in the second one, it's even stranger because the second one, the policeman who's who's hunting them down in the second one, his wife is the zombie woman that's in the it that's in it at the end. So this is Bride of Reanimator. Bride of Reanimator, yeah. We'll, yes, we'll please. Please add it to the list, or or, 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 or or do we have a list now, or is the conduit in control? I'm not sure, Mark. I mean, the conduit. Well, what does this mean? This. What does this mean for Voodoo Academy? Will we ever know. do Voodoo Academy? So Meg, obviously hysterical, runs off. Hysterical, Meg. Do you know what? What? I would watch the shit out of a reanimator remake of Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, it's a good idea, isn't it? You see, you, I, I said that, and now you, you're thinking away at it. It'd be good. I mean, It'd be good. Stranger things have happened. That could yeah. definitely work. Well, he was in a Frankenstein film, which is basically the same. 
It is basically the same. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be based off a H.P. Lovecraft story. It's very, very loosely. Yeah, it's it, they've made it more like an homage to Frankenstein, really, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Dan goes to see Megan, and she's livid. She's like, what you done to me, Dan? He's gone bonkers. He's mad. And she slaps Dan. He says, he isn't mad. He isn't insane. So she slaps him again. He says, he's dead. Your daddy is a zombie now. Your daddy is a zombie. She says, no. And she becomes more hysterical. And she says, you're insane. You're insane. No. And she says, he says, it's true, Meg. And she falls to the ground going, no. Dr. Hill goes to see Herbert West. He's in the basement doing some science. Herbert West is. And he's like, creeps in behind him. He says, ah, oh, hello, Herbert West. And he's like, hello, Dr. Hill. What do you want? He says, I want to know why Alan is bonkers. Why he cries out in pain. But we both know he is quite, quite dead. I want your discovery. Whatever it is that makes the dead have the appearance of life. And he says, it's not the appearance of life. It is life. It is not magic. I too am a scientist. And he says, uh, and then Dr. Hill says, I'll have you locked up as a madman or a murderer. And he turns around, hypnoface. You will show me your notes. And he says, yes, doctor. Yes. The evil doctor reads Herbert's notes in front of Herbert. Herbert's stuck, hypnotized. A tear falls down his cheek as he watches his life work stolen. He says, you will be my assistant. You will work very closely together. And then we shall, well, we shall reveal to the world my new wonder serum. And you as my assistant will be famous. But that leaves Cain. He needs to disappear. <laughs> you know how I constantly whine about 90s films not having any characters that are likeable? and how these main protagonists are design aren't designed very well because you can't get on with them. Mm. The whole point of this film was that the main protagonists were supposed to be unlikable. And the fact that that is the case and it's depicted well earns a fucking love heart. This film really did make me happy. I really did enjoy this film. And a lot of that is because it twisted a lot of the things I would normally whine about. It twisted them on their head. It's a bloody good film. This is a classic, it, Mark. It's a classic. This is the thing, right? It is a classic horror film, but it's still tat. Oh, it's it? total, total tat. A bit like Desperado. Desperado is not tat. I won't have it. You're trying to wind me up after I'm having a nice episode and I'm being lovely and I'm not whining about shit and I'm not... Do, do fucking... No, oh. Desperado's not tat. So Dan and Meg break into Dr. Hill's office to see Zombie Dan and to go look through some files. But it's too late. Because Wes knows about the green stuff because he's studied him. And he's currently stealing it from the hypnotized West. But wait, but wait. West sees clearly. He was bluffing. He's going to smash Hill's head in with a shovel. He gets the shovel and bosh! And he digs his head off. <laughs> ah, crump, crump, crump. Shouting at him, he's like, You can't have me work, I'm gonna take your head, you bastard. Plop. And he, he digs his head off. West then picks up the head and he plops it in a tray on the table. It keeps falling over, so he gets, you know, and like one of those things you get for receipts. Yeah. You, a little pin you bash it at. He puts that on the table, boshes the head 
pushes that in its neck hole to hold it up. So Herbert injects the head and the headless body that lies on the floor. Dr. Hill's head comes to life, the eyes open, but the body still lays without a head on the floor. His eyes open and he shouts, West! He says, yes, doctor, it's Herbert West. What are you thinking? How do you feel? And he goes, you bastard! And then the headless body stands up and knocks West out. What was really good? What's that? Because you've got the headless body. Yeah. And thankfully, West is actually quite a tall bloke. Yeah. So it was easy for them to just put a shorter person inside the suit to be the headless body. <laughs> so oh, um, That does make sense because it, it is all completely all practical effects, this film. But yeah, obviously yeah. in 1985, it was always going to be. But that, uh, even even though it was, wasn't really possible for them to do CGI at this point, that still gained a love heart because I'm a fan of practical effects. Yeah. In the files, Dan finds a creepy file on Meg and it's got pictures of Meg, bits of her hair and stuff like that. He's obsessed, that. He's obsessed with, with Meg. What a creep. And they go and have a look at Zombie Dad and he goes, my God, your father has been lobotomized. And she becomes hysterical. Herbert West wakes up to find that all of his, in his basement, all of his work's been taken. The evil of Dr. Hill has taken it. He says, what do we do now? What do we do now? He says, we're the only ones that know the truth. He'll come back for us. He'll come back for us. Dr. Hill's body is carrying around his head in the train, which is brilliant. It's brilliant. When he takes the head to the office, and he's, he, it's the body carrying the head in a train, puts the head on the desk, and then closes the door really comes clumsily, puts on a lamp and gives him a shot of the green juice, and then guides the headless clumsy body, who's just smashed at the office, over to the fridge, gets some blood out, and he feeds the blood to the head, like, a, like an evil plant. The, um, the, the head kept falling over, like, almost too much, and that really kind of made me smile the um yeah. the idea of the head having to put the head right on more than one occasion you know we've all been in that situation where we <laughs> where we've had something that we can't get to stand up and the fact it's his own fucking head made me smile a lot that one earned to love her now dan dan and west are at home and he's like right someone is going to come someone's going to come and get us at home and they're like right when nobody's turned up yet, they've got the creepy Meg file. They're looking at the creepy Meg file. And they go, yeah, he's, he was obsessed with Meg. And he says, oh, fucking hell, Meg. Don't you see? He wants Meg. It's like the bit in Batman where it's, it's not Two-Face. It's his dead girlfriend. What? <laughs> Dr. Hill's disguise is amazing. At this point, Dr. Hill now has got his body's wearing scrubs. He's got the model of a head, uh, so yeah, the, the body has stuffed that on top of his head. And he's got Dr. Hill's head in a duffel bag with all the notes, with all West's notes. I know something about this. What, what's that? What's that? So he puts the fake head on top of his body yeah. to hide the fact that he doesn't have a head. He yeah. puts his real head in the duffel bag. And apparently, during filming, Barbara Crampton asked the question, why doesn't he just put his real head on top of his body if he can put a fake one on? And apparently no one had an answer. Yeah, that is a... I mean, just because it makes sense doesn't mean I have to like it. 
they sneak past the security guard guy. He goes off with his magazine again. He's having a wank. Yeah, he is, yeah. Hill, he said, like, is that you, Dr. Hill? And Dr. Hill obviously responds. He's like, no, 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 no. But he's inside the duffel bag. So he's like, right, he's here. I'm going to go and have a quick hand shandy. Off he goes. <laughs> the body unzips the sports bag. He's going to have a what? A hand shandy. Have you never heard the term hand shandy to describe a Tommy Tank? <laughs> He's shaking hands with the unemployed. Hill gasps as he opens the bag. He's like, ah, oh, that's bad. Like he can breathe. He's got no, he's got no... He's got no lungs. He's got no lungs. It's brilliant. And the, the head picks him up by the hair and shows him round the lap so you can see what's, what's going on. Plops him on the table and then goes to the body fridge. It's hilarious, he's just clonking around, clonking around the place. He goes into the body fridge and he wheels out some corpses. Dan rushes to check on Meg. She's okay. He said, he's like, look, I'm really sorry about this whole situation. And she said, you should go away, transfer to another school, sad music place. And Dan says, don't worry about me. You're the one that should get away. Get a new life. Get out of here. And Meg says, I tried to hate you. I wanted so much to hate you. They're just about to kiss and then, bam, zombie dad arm comes through the wall. That was really interesting the way they they framed that. Yeah, you could you knew what was going to happen. I think you did because the door behind them looks really. Oh, it's got like a pattern on it, and it's it's like a pastel blue color. Like that you're drawn to looking at the door. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird. It's in the middle. It's it's in the middle of the shop as well. It's a weird choice because you'd think they'd want the door to be inconspicuous so that. It's a jump scare, so you're not focused on it when it ha- when the arm crashes through it. Yeah, but zombie dad's there, zombie Alan. He smashes down against the wall. Oh, bangs his head, knocks him out. He grabs the screaming Meg because she's just screaming all the time. Now at the lab, Hill is burning holes in people's heads again with his body. There's a boom, 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 and he goes, "The door, get the door." So the body goes over and opens what looks like a neon portal. You see the red neon in the back. And then in walks Zombie Dad with Meg passed out in his arms. And he puts her on the table. Oh, and this is this is the scene, isn't it? They put her on the table, they strip her off and t- tie her to the table with, with restraints around her hands and ankles. And then West finds Dan at home. He's been knocked out. He's like, shit, are you all right? He says, oh, no. Where's Meg gone? Where's Meg? He's gone. That's so they rush off to the hospital to rescue Meg. Now, this is where you get the head scene. Meg is tied down on the table. Dr. Hill, his body is boobing her up while she's passed out. And then he picks up the head and he's just like licking her and kissing her all over and being all croaky and horrible. It's really, it is a difficult watch, this bit. But then he's just about to go downtown. Taking a step back from the shockingness of it, the technology and the the special effects involved is excellent. Yeah, no way. No way. So the body is holding his head between Barbara's legs. Yeah. And if you look at it, you can see that he's just bent over the table with a black jumper on. (laughs) But it's good. That's the problem when you watch. Yeah, but I think that's the problem when you watch things in HD. This is it. I, this is something that Eric would point out. It's, it's, it? yeah. If you watch it on VHS, it wouldn't be it, that apparent. Yeah, and not at all. And then Herbert West comes in and saves the day at the right And he goes, very disappointed with you. You steal the secrets of life and death, and here you are canoodling with a co-ed. Ah, 
Now the body picks up the head and he says, ah, Mr. at this point it's brilliant because the body turns round and he's got the head in his midriff. But then when it shows you a shot, it, it's a guy stood behind him. You can see his shoulders. You can but just see his shoulders. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Ah, Mr. West, I'm actually glad to see you. It saves me the trouble of having to send for you. He says, you'll never get the credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head? Get a job in a sideshow. So Dan saves Megan from the table while they're having science sass, like clashing heads, like science Jedis. He says, you have made a foolish mistake by coming here to challenge me. Herbert goes, oh, I've got a plan, mate. Don't worry about it. And then... Hill goes, so do I. And his plan, Fletch, what is it? Naked zombies. Naked zombie attack. <laughs> he's formed a posse. Yeah, he's, he's formed a posse of lobotomized naked zombies that do his bidding. Because he has isolated the human will in the brain. Yeah. And he has used the reagent, combined the sciences, to make his own zombie army. Zombie slaves, that's what he's going to do, yeah. He says, reanimated subjects are perfect. They are, they've provided the best results. The zombies look fucking brilliant. And it shows like the shot of all the zombies. Oh, they look great. There's the shotgun face man, uh, there's burnt man, and everybody else just naked. But they're all the ones that, <laughs> they're all the ones that they rejected earlier on in the film as well, which I thought they was are, a nice yeah. callback. It is, yeah. The body, the, the zombies are doing the bidding of the evil head. They pick up West and they're gonna they're gonna laser drill his head. They're gonna laser drill his head. Oh my god. While this is happening, Zombie Allen is chasing Megan and Dan around and he grabs Dan and Meg pleads with him. She's like, Don't, don't, zombie dad, don't zombie dad, you'll kill Dan. West is getting lasered, guys. He's getting lasered. It's too late. But then Zombie Dad, he recognizes Meg as he goes, <laughs> looks at her. And then realizes, I am man, not zombie. I will not follow the will of this evil head. He's like, fight it, father. This is again like Star Wars. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so then the zombie, zombie dad, then grabs the headless hill, pulls him away from West, saving West, and starts fighting all the zombies. But then he gets dragged, he saves them, but again, he gets dragged away by the zombies, pulled apart. I like it when he grabs the head because he's, he's, wrestling with the head of oh, yeah. Dr. Hill whilst his body is behind him. Yeah, he, he picks up the head and he headbutts it and he just starts crushing it. Headbutting the head it. just earns a big fat lol love heart. I, 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 I laughed out loud at this point when he was kind of like bashing his head into this head. Wonderful stuff. He crushes the eyes and he just chucks it out the room and he just hits the wall. <laughs> Bosh! Just a security guard man's coming back. Again, from his umpteenth wank in this film. <laughs> many, many wanks. Many, 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 many wanks. wanks. Fucking hell, it must be like talcum powder at this point. It's just dust coming out. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. So yeah, Zombie Allen does all the headbutting, crushes the head, chucks it out of the way, and Wes goes, I told you I've got a theory, and he screams, OVERDOSE! <laughs> and he gets two needles out, and he plunges them into the headless zombie man, and then he just goes batshit and starts flapping his arms about the place. And he falls to the ground, flapping his arms at us, but the crushed head gets chucked out, splat. Security guard man, he just runs away at this point. He, I've had enough. This is the worst day I've ever had here. Naked zombies start smashing up the land, and then a giant tentacle shoot, shoots out of Dr. Hill's body, wraps around West's face, 
and his body his body opens up like a portal, like it did in Body Melt, and all this like gas starts coming out of it, and he starts dragging West towards him into this portal, a portal to hell. Then one of the zombie ladies knocks over a load of chemicals and fills the room with noxious gas. Like the last ten minutes, when it kicks off this film, it fucking kicks off, doesn't it? I find this whole film to be really efficient. Efficient, that's good, yeah. It knows what it wants and it does it straight away. Bosh, bosh, bosh. There's, yeah. no, there's no fat in it, is there? There's no fat on this film. No, it's really no. lean. So yeah, Zombie Dad gets pulled apart by zombies, backlit, <laughs> plus. And she goes, Daddy! One, one of the zombies gets in the electrics. What's he doing? He's just sort of fucking about with the electrics. <laughs> Herbert West is getting dragged in into the ether. He throws his notes and he's like, my notes, my notes! Dan and Meg run away with the notes. West is lost in fog, dragged into a mutant body. He's gone. The other two run for an elevator, chased by another naked man, shotgun-faced man this time. And how he stops him is he pokes him in the brain. Just as they get him in the lift, Birdman comes and grabs, comes and grabs bloody Barbara Crampton. Now at this point you notice the sleeves have gone from Dan. Not a sleeve on him. He's now a sleeveless warrior. He's now a sleeveless warrior. He goes That's in. That's a good break. point. We've not had a street punk yet. Oh no, there wasn't in this, was there? No street punk in this film. How weird. But yet he breaks the glass for the fire axe. Runs all the way back to save Meg, who's getting strangled by the crispy, crispy, crispy zombie in there. And he chops his arm off, but it's too late. Barbara Crampton is no more. She lies strewn on the floor and there's a twitching arm right next to her. Krampus is dead, guys. Barbara's dead. Barbara's dead. Barbara. So, Barbara. So it's too late. So he picks her up, carries her through the hospital. It's a little bit like Officer and a Gentleman, but it's not at all. Tries to revive her, but it's too late. It's too late. She's gone. He gives her a kiss. He says, I love you. And the movie ends with Dan injecting Meg, saying, I love you, Fate of Black, and then scream. So there's a couple of things here. I want to talk about the attempted revival. No one who's actually trained in first aid would do, do it the way that he did it. The, the chest compressions is designed to keep the heart pumping until you can get access to a defibrillator. So if you've already defibbed someone, you aren't, there's no reason at all to go back to the chest compressions. This is just a weird ass trope that some films use to add drama, but it's not actually medically accurate. Yeah. Well, he saved her. Did he save her though? Did he save her? Because I, I like how the film ends, because it fades to black apart from the green on the screen, and then you see that getting plunged into her. That's the other thing, the, the, the randomly stylized ending made me smile and earn to love heart because I just thought that was so cool in its visual design that I really liked it. I really did like that as the ending. I thought that was, it was a bit more arty than perhaps the rest of the film. Yeah. Did you enjoy that one, Fletcher? It was all right, wasn't it? It was all right, that one, wasn't it? How about you, Mark? Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I can tell you did. Okay, so Lovecraft was a horrible, horrible racist man. But this yeah. was fucking batshit brilliant, wasn't it? I loved every minute of this film. I did too. You know, I don't, I don't even like Lovecraft's writing. No, but this... He came up with some good ideas and stuff, but he's actually a really shit writer. His writing style would be... It was so horrible, it was indescribable. 
Yeah, that, that's how a lot, a lot of his things. But his idea behind that is say, oh, the uh, the reader is creating the image themselves. But it is quite lazy writing. I think his kind of worlds are brilliant. I think the fact that they have lasted forever and ever and ever, all the Cthulhu stuff that you consistently see all the time. And there's a reason for that, because his world design was brilliant. A little bit like Star Wars, whereas, you know how, like, everybody loves the Star Wars world, but arguably some of the stuff written by other people, rather than George Lucas, is is, is better. It's better, yeah. And um, so I think Lovecraft it kind of has that as well. And because all of his stuff is out of copyright, because it's cool and it's free, no wonder people are writing it. I've kind of got the same, same attitude towards Philip K. Dick as well. <laughs> yeah. Some people will probably get arsy about this. I like Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick, very... Philip K. Dick comes up with like some amazing concepts, amazing stories, but if you actually read him, he's not great in the execution. Yeah. Blade Runner is better than do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. It's, it's an uncomfortable thing to say, but it's true. Well, there you go, then. That's, that's, that's a similar situation to this. Is yeah, this I think so. Is this Blade Runner of horror? I haven't got a... Uh, we haven't got a list. I don't know what we're going to do next week, guys. We, we're, thanks for joining us again this week, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to like, subscribe, pass it on, give us a review, five stars, all that thing. Apple, Apple machine, Apple, Apple, Apple. But, guys, we haven't got a... What are we doing next week? I, what, what happened to the hat? The hat? Well, the hat... Was the hat hat provided by the TAC Academy? It must must have been, because there's nothing here. I don't know what we're going to do next week. Uh, I've managed to get the conduit situation under control. Right. As you can see, you are not acting strangely. Well, you're going to try and call it out of me? Yes, I'm going to try and call it out of you. Yeah. Um, We're going to do it in a controlled situation this time. Okay. So... Okay. Bear bear with us a sec, Mark. Bear with us all. Just light that candle for me. Okay, light that candle. There we go. Ready. What the bloody hell's going on? Summon it. Okay, I'm summoning the conduit from Malachi. Malachi is gone. I'm not feeling it today, mate. I'm not. What? I, I can't. I feel all right. Have you summoned it? Because I can't. I can. I feel fine. This isn't working, Mark. It must be a dud today. It must have been a one-off. I'm the conduit. Next week, the Tap Club will be watching Blair Witch. Blair Witch? But that's good. The Blair Witch. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, what? 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 Oh, I've gone lightheaded. Sorry, guys. What what happened? It's happened again, Mark. What? It's happened again. This time it chose you as a host. You are the conduit. What? You you gave us the message. We're doing Blair Witch. Oh, I quite like Blair Witch. Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs>